son, you're getting a little big for your britches. You ever heard that one? Watch it, boy. You might be getting a little big for your britches. That was said by your parents, an uncle, an aunt, grandparent, somebody who had authority in your life who was warning you that you were, you were making a decision, you were about to say something, you were about to try to do something that you just, you just didn't have the gravitas in your life yet to pull it off. When anybody was acting in a way that they couldn't back up, well, they were accused of, being too big for their britches. Most of the time when you're too big for your britches, it's funny, embarrassing at worst. Sometimes it's fatal. The ancient Greeks tell the story of Icarus who melted his wax wings because he flew too close to the sun, too big for his britches. Engineers tell the story of the Titanic, the ship that could not be sunk, too big for their britches. Space travelers tell the story of the shuttle Columbia, too big for their britches. Advent is in the winter. It's cold, should be. <laughs> dark. And thanks to daylight savings time or whatever we're in now, it's dark at 3.30. <laughs> it's also at that time of the year where we're winding down from the enthusiasm of the new year beginning. Do you remember all the hope we had in January of 2021 that this year was going to be different. We were going to be post-pandemic. We weren't going to have to talk about COVID anymore. We had it figured out. This was the year that after being pent up for another year, we were going to be able to do and accomplish those things that we thought we'd be able to do. How's that working out? You see, Advent is a time of confession, of saying to ourselves, you know, we don't have it figured out. We thought we did. But we don't have the first answer about what makes life worth it. We've made big plans. We ain't figured it out. So we light this candle of Advent. Like people stranded on a desert island that maybe as God passes by, he'll see our little light and come rescue us. <laughs> you know, this thing of not being able to figure it out, of 
being too big for your britches. It's an old story. As I tell you often, the reason I have such a hard time believing in evolution is we haven't evolved all that much. And this story goes all the way back to Genesis chapter 11. Stand with me in honor of God's word. Yes, I am reading from my iPhone. I hate reading from my iPhone. I rarely do it, but I know a lot of you do. So I'm doing this to encourage you, however you read the Bible, however you get God's word off the screen, off the page, into your eyes, into your brain, and into your heart is good. Chapter 11. Now the whole earth had the same language and vocabulary. And as people migrated from the east, they found a valley in the land of Shinar, and they settled there. And they said to each other, come, let us make oven-fired bricks. They used the brick for stone and asphalt for mortar. And they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the sky. Let us make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered through the earth. Then the Lord came down to look over the city and the tower that the humans were building. And the Lord said, if they begun to do this as one with all having the same language, then nothing they plan, will be, will do, plan to do will be impossible for them. So come, let us go down there and confuse their language so that they will not be able to understand one another's speech. So from there, the Lord scattered them throughout the earth and they stopped building the city. Therefore, it is now called Babylon. For there the Lord confused the language of the whole earth, and the, from there the Lord scattered them throughout the earth. Come, let's go down. This is God's word for God's people. Hear it, believe it, and live. Let's pray together. Rescue us, O oh Lord, from ourselves, from the time we get too big for our britches, for the time that we think that we have it all figured out. Save us, Lord, and save us only to you, for we pray this in your name. Amen. Ah, we have made a brick, and this brick is the newest, best technology ever in the world. This brick is going to change everything. We don't have to dig rock out of the side of the mountain. We don't have to drag stones up from the bed of the river. Now we can make building materials wherever we want. And we can use these building materials to build walls, to protect ourselves, to build homes to live in, uh, to build offices for our, for our businesses. This new technology this brick is going to change the world. Have you ever heard that? The brick was a new technology. Ah, uh, let me see. Ah, we have a light bulb. We're no longer limited by the light of the sun. We can work all night long if we want to. We can stay up as late as we want to. This light bulb will change the world. The automobile. We're no longer limited to the places that we can walk to. 
We can drive a car. It's going to change the world. Ah, the internet. We can do business and talk to anybody in the world from wherever we are. It's going to change everything. It changed nothing. Because here's what we couldn't figure out. Yes, the car could take you to a lot of different places, but it was still you it was taking. Yes, you can do a lot of different things with the internet, but it is still you at the keyboard. Yes, you can make a brick, you can build a tower, and you can build this tower so high you think you will see God eye to eye. And it's still you. It's still you. Now you would think it would take longer than just a couple of chapters for the human beings to mess the world up again. Now remember the story of Noah is Genesis chapter six. Now we've gone through the flood. You would think everybody would know. We need to be careful in how we relate to God. We need to respect God. We need to understand that God is in control. Oh no, chapter 11, we're going to build a city. In the center of the city is going to be a tower. And this tower is going to be so high, we'll be able to look God eye to eye. And did you notice? The great God who made the universe now comes down. They haven't made the tower tall enough yet. God still has to come down and inspect it. Not bad, he says. Not bad at all. It's just, it's not doing what I told them to do. Take over the earth, subdue the earth, steward the earth, take care of it. Do not hang out in the same place. Do not get together with people just like you and forget about the rest of the world. And that's what they were doing. This is what God told them not to do. Going to build a big, fine palace. Going to build a big, big city in open defiance of what God told us to do. So God confuses their language. People can't talk to each other. People can't listen. People can't figure it out. Then... And only then do they do what God told them to do in the first place. Scatter throughout the world. Now this place is called Babylon. If you pay attention to the story of scripture, to this great salvation story, you will understand that there's always this city, Babylon. There's the city of Babylon of Nebuchadnezzar. There is the last city in open defiance of God in the book, in the letter of Revelation, the book of Revelation, Babylon. Babylon is that place where people say we all have it, we have it all figured out. 
We don't need God in this area of our life because we have it all figured out. We don't need to believe in God because we have it all figured out. Uh, a few years ago, a very famous uh, philosopher that, whose name you would know, but I'm not going to tell you because uh, you go buy his books. And uh, here's what we found out about all these atheist writers. Remember the new atheist? Uh, there are a bunch of them who wrote books and God is dead. We don't need God anymore. Da, 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 da. <laughs> what we found out about their books is atheists didn't buy them. Christians did. And we bought them so we could have Bible studies and argue with the author who didn't care. Only thing he wanted to do was sell a book. So if you bought it, fine. If Christians had not bought the books, the books would have never been published. Now, how go figure that one out? He said this, there's absolutely no reason to believe in God anymore. Science has answered all of those questions. Really? Now, I love science, grew up with science, love aerospace, love astronomy. Astronomy, not astrology. They're not the same. But the best science will tell you after all of our study, what we have come up with now is better questions. I told you before, my dad had a television and appliance store. I was a pickup and delivery guy. And so if you bought something from Raymar TV, I delivered it to you, I set it up. If something was serviced, I brought it back to you and I set it up. Uh, so I was always in people's homes, I was always dealing with the public, uh, I was always uh, disappointing my father somehow for not doing fast enough, good, you know, uh, that kind of stuff growing in family. My dad had a code. Now remember, there are more engineers in Huntsville, Alabama than anywhere else in America. More engineers per capita in, Alabama, in Huntsville, Alabama with the space program and all that. So if you picked up a ticket and in the right-hand corner it said EI, you were going to be in trouble. This client was going to be hard to deal with. You know what EI stood for? Educated idiot. This guy could put a spacecraft on the moon. He couldn't plug his TV up. <laughs> Can't tell you the number of times we went to a house, set on the ticket, television has no power. We'd pull the television out from the wall, we'd look behind and the TV would be unplugged. We would plug it up, TV would come on, we'd put it back, we'd charge him $45 for a service call. I wonder if God ever looks at your ticket, my ticket, and writes in the upper right-hand corner, E-I. We can't figure out what gives life meaning. We can't find out what gives life purpose.
We can't. A lot of us find a reason to get up in the morning because we haven't figured it out. Bloomberg Business, one of the leading business magazines of our nation. Three weeks ago, the front page of Bloomberg Business, big bold letters, looking for hope. How many of you, if we have the courage to raise your hand, say, that's me, Mike? I don't have it figured out. I thought I had my career figured out. And then somebody in another city made a decision and found out that somebody in another country can do my job cheaper. And now I don't have it figured out, Mike. I thought I had parenting figured out. Now, Mike, I, I don't have it figured out. I'm overwhelmed by grief and loss, Mike. I don't have it figured out. My marriage is not working. I can't figure it out. I tell you all the time, the secret of, of the gospel, the good news of the gospel is not that you can get to God. I'm not going to tell you, do these 10 things and you can get to God. I'm going to tell you that the good news is that God in Christ Jesus has come to you. You don't have to figure it out. You have to understand, do you remember what Jesus told his disciples? Not figure it out. Follow me. Follow me. I've already figured it out. I am the life. I am the hope. I am the resurrection. I have already figured it out. Just follow me. So we light this Advent candle. Celebration that God, in His love for us, came to us and says simply, Follow me. I've already figured it out. Let's pray together. Don't you bow your heads, close your eyes. I'm not going to do anything to put you on the spot or embarrass you. You know that. Well, there's some times. This is the time to get serious with yourself. And for heaven's sake, don't lie to yourself right now. It's okay if you don't have it figured out. It's okay if you have more questions than answers. You've heard us talk about a relationship with Jesus Christ. And you may not know what to do with that. You may feel that you need to respond or do something. You may not know that. That's okay. I don't expect you to have it figured out. That's why I'm headed over to the Welcome Center. Big room, big glass doors, run outside, go out the sanctuary, turn left, you'll see us. I'll be waiting there. Our other counselors are there. Our pastors are there. We got time to answer your questions, to pray with you so you can know Jesus Christ for yourself. So you can figure that out. 
perhaps it's time to come be part of Brentwood Baptist Church, you come. Let's get that process started. However Christ has come to you, he's waiting for you where you are. The church will wait for you as you come. Lord Jesus, every life is now open, every heart. So we pray now the choices we make are exactly what you want.